0: I'm James Milley, and I'm Alex Mito, and this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome, As you know, if you've been listening with us, I am James Milley, the co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Helen Hallows here with us on the mic. Helen is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to grow your business when you are spread thin. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you, ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Art Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Helen Hallows and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Helen Hallows is a mixed media landscape artist from the UK, creating soulful, colorful landscapes in paint, collage, and stitch. Her online workshops help others realize the value of their own creativity, bust through creative block, and find joy and flow. Her growing online tribe gives testament to her ability to connect with others in a way that is authentic and nurturing, Helen sells her art online at HelenHallows.com, where she also offers a wide range of creative courses focusing on sketchbook development and finding your own style. Mentoring allows her to nurture others with fledgling creative businesses. Find Helen across the social media platforms and connect with her in her online Facebook group, Helen Hallows, The Nurtured Artist. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Helen.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to our conversation
0: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, now, before we dive into it, Helen, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art?
1: Oh, blimey. I think I've always created. I just can't remember a time before being creative. And I, you know, I suppose those earliest memories are kind of playgroup creativity, but just having all the colors in the box. I do remember always loving a full set of colored pencils or colored pens Um and just being absorbed in it, that feeling of just being lost in the sensation of creating and just drawing and doodling and coloring in.
0: I love that. And that's actually something I don't think of too frequently, but, uh, is definitely something I cared about as a kid too. When mm. you had the, the colored pencils, you had the full box versus having a few missing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I de- definitely can, uh, can relate to that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but thank you for sharing that Helen. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into the rest of the questions we have for you. Um, so Helen, when mm. was the turning point for you when you started to take your art business seriously and what were some of the steps that you took during this time?
1: That's a really good question because I've, I've had a creative business all my working life. So I'm that's over 20 years now. And I mean, I've always taken it seriously to an extent in that I've been passionate about it, but there's a difference between being creative and having a creative business. And I think really for me, the crunch point came just a couple of years ago when I had a period of ill health And I really had to just ask myself, what was my business for? Because it wasn't serving me. I was serving it. I was spread very thin. I'd reached a stage of burnout. And I was like, do I get out or do I stay in? And I had to ask myself, what does it take for me to keep going? And I realized that I needed to be better um, at doing everything. Because when you run your own creative business, you are everything. You're the person who creates the original artwork, the products, the marketing, the social media, the accountancy. And I just knew that I needed a better support network in order to carry me forward. And I think I just started to kind of put in those building blocks and to say, look, I need this business to be successful. I don't need it to look successful. I need it to actually be successful. I'm of an age where I need that to give me a good income and to to carry me forwards. And then, of course, we hit 2020. We had COVID lockdowns. Lots of my business avenues just disappeared overnight, the galleries, workshops. And I had to just sit still, really, for a couple of weeks once the panic kind of subsided and go, what am I going to do? And I found a real focus with, I was going to get my, all my courses online and build my online profile and my online business. And I think actually that was just such a good thing to have to put down all the hundred pieces of things I was doing and just follow one. Um, And that's been a really healthy point for me to just recommit to what I do and why I do it.
0: That makes perfect sense to me. And definitely it's something I've heard from a lot of other um, business owners artists uh, you know with the pandemic just having to really stop and pivot and like you said the silver lining is that you were able to stop and really evaluate like what it is that you're doing why you're doing it and uh, also focus in more like you said I mean there's this temptation when you have the opportunity to do so many different things mm-hmm. um, have your art in so many different, uh you know app like uh uh different avenues then you do them all but then sometimes you spread yourself too thin and uh what you're saying about like really focusing in online and especially with uh having the courses as well uh it sounds like that's that's worked very well for you um absolutely
1: i mean i think it that that um spreading yourself too thin that when you're a freelance you kind of say yes to everything because yes. you don't you <laughs> want you want to get get the income and actually uh, that can be very unhealthy because um, you don't always consider it properly. Whereas I think last year gave me time to consider what the structure of my business is and where the growth can be and where the where the passion is as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my next question kind of ties into this, but so mm. you grew your business alongside your growing family. Um, so what advice would you give other Parents like art artist parents um, who need yeah. to manage their family as well as their art business.
1: Well, I think everything that I can share, I learned the hard way. Um, I I think when I first had my family, I was like, right, I'm just going to do family. I can, I'm just going to be the best mum ever. And actually, I could only parent well when I was feeding myself as well. And for me, that was um, being creative. That was being true to myself. Um, and I think you, you need, there was something good about having a family and that it gave a, a structure and a routine to life, which actually in some ways made me more creative. It gave, I knew I wanted to keep being creative and that routine gave spaces that I was like, I have to do it now or this, this moment's going to disappear. And actually my output was quite solid. Um, there was a time I kind of thought what I need to do is get a studio, get a studio away from home. And then I've got this separate space to create in. But I didn't find that so helpful because as soon as I got home, there was all the jobs of the day and the washing and everything else which had kind of stacked up. And so once I got a studio, um, we built a studio outside our home. Um, that's given me the ability to to juggle. And and it is a juggle. I think it always will be. It is for any working parent Um, I mean, I'm fortunate that my husband's also creative, so he supports my passion for my creativity. Um, But I think, you know, it's trying to find the spaces within the routine of family life and being honest with yourself about what you need and being um, confident in taking that time. You know, there are still moments when I feel kind of split and a bit guilty, but actually I have to say, no, I'm fulfilling myself for my work, for my family. and it is a juggle. Um, it doesn't really matter what age your kids are. There's always going to be pulls on your time. But I think keeping focused, don't let go of your dreams um, would be the two things that I would um, advise any other creative parent who's trying to run an art business.
0: Absolutely. Focus and uh, and don't let go of your dreams for sure. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I mean, it really is important. There's, there's this tendency for artists to feel guilty about, wanting to, to make art and, and a lot of ways like needing to, to be creative and, and, uh, and create. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you said, the, the best way to take care of other people is to first take care of yourself. Uh, and, and for most artists that, that means making art. Um, so, uh, uh, that, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, and also ties into my next question. (laughs) Um, but so Uh, Like you mentioned, you you can't serve your clients or your family if you yourself are burned out. Um, So, what are three ways that you take time just for yourself to recharge?
1: Okay, I think recharging is really important, and I have had to be quite disciplined about not becoming too overwhelmed or exhausted. And so sleep is my top priority. Um, I think keeping a routine, it's always tempting to go, ah, everybody else is asleep. I will now do my creative push and be a night owl. And I always regret that for the next three days, I just end up exhausted. So allowing yourself to sleep. And I think as creatives, we need, our minds need space. And I think that's where family life can be challenging because there's always somebody who needs something or, you know, you're being asked to do, join in with something or take people somewhere. So it's having space where your mind can wander. For me, that's sitting in a hot bath with the door locked, um, usually with a bit of music on. And the other thing I do on a regular basis is yoga and yoga nidra, which is like a meditation yoga. And I feel that really, I do really need to pay attention to my mind, my body and my soul. All my ethos with my business and with my creativity is about this kind of holistic sense of creativity that you can't just flick the switch and be creative. You have to look after your spirit and you have to look after your body and you have to look after your mind. And I think that's my yoga nidra is the big reset button once a week where it shuts down all the tabs and I can kind of just clear my mind and then get on with whatever's next on the to-do list.
0: Yeah. And I completely agree with what you're saying about creativity being this thing that you can't just turn on and off. Mm-hmm. But also I think it's very refreshing and, and kind of to your point about um everything that you just mentioned, you can take steps to kind of nurture your own creativity, um, like taking that time for yourself that that allows you the the mental headspace to to be creative. Um, mm-hmm. cause if you, if you skip those other things, you know, sleep, yoga, baths, um, yeah. then, uh, then it's just going to be so hard to, to ever be creative.
1: Yeah. And, and I always know when I have skipped it, you know, when I've got a lot of work on, I think, Oh, I won't show up for yoga. I've got it, it, it never, it never helps, you know, a couple of days later, my, I'm just frazzled. So I think if you can find a routine and a system that works for you and then um, commit to it. It kind of goes against the idea of being sort of flaky, floaty creative, but, um, it's, I think it's so necessary when you're doing it for the long term, and you're doing it as a business.
0: A hundred percent. And that's, that's, uh, what we're all about here is kind of, uh, flipping, flipping the the mindset of, uh, all these, um, expectations of someone being an artist, like, Mm. you know, you're a starving artist, you're, uh, you're kind of just like, brazzled and all over the place. Like you don't need to live life that way just to, uh, be creative and make art. So I Mm. I completely agree. (laughs) Um, well, we are going to come right back and Helen is going to tell you more about what you want to know about nurturing a business and much more. But first another message from our sponsors, New York city, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So Helen, you offer creative courses focusing on finding your own style. What are some ways that creatives can develop or create their own style? Hmm.
1: It's it's something I talk about a lot in my courses, and it's something that I've come to realize over time is that you've got to trust your intuition. It's There's something more about creating than just that kind of superficial putting paint on paper that you have to let, I don't know you have to kind of sink into it and and trust that something's working for you and you have to then go do I like this do I not like it do I want this to be like this do I not and it's a bit of a toing and froing and I think mostly in order to find your style you have to show up at the page you have to create stuff you have to make the mistakes you have to go this is me this isn't me I do want to do this I love color I love black and white whatever it is you have to work your way through until you begin to recognize what it is that's bringing you joy. And I always th- think that creativity is about far more than the paint on the paper. It's a, it's about living in a creative way. It's about feeding your mind and asking yourself what it is that you're passionate about. So I have a very deep connection with nature and nature always feeds my creative soul. Other people, you know, they love brutalist architecture or whatever it is they want to represent in their work. And it, you have to kind of ask yourself, what are your passions beyond just the art you want to make? But who are you and what do you want to put into your creative work? Um, I had to run workshops and prior to running them online, I ran a lot of live workshops. And you get a lot of people who are serial workshop addict and they show up and they buy all the kit and they do it that one thing that week and then they go to another one the next week and do something else and all you're doing really is then you're just being triggered by different art processes and eventually you have to say no this one is mine or these two fit together for me and let go of some of the other things and whether that's letting go of drawing the expectation of drawing in a very realistic way and actually moving towards a naive style or it's letting go of using textiles and only concentrating on using oil paints, some of it has to be um, kind of just lifted off your shoulders so that you can hone in and do something for you in the way that you want to do it. Um, And so I'd say for that, just stop looking outwards all the time. We live in this very visual world and there's Pinterest and there's Instagram and there's everything kind of just in our eyes all the time. And sometimes it's good to turn that off and just go deeper rather than wider and sink into to who you are and what you do.
0: I, I think that's such good advice. Uh, and kind of in response to that, I'll share an, an anecdote. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, besides, besides art and uh, the art fair, I also, uh, I love singing and I take vocal lessons. And a lot of the times my uh, instructor will tell me to stop sounding like I'm trying to sing, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what really good. Yeah, because I have a singing voice, quote unquote, um, and it's it's a thing where basically I'm like I think that singing is supposed to sound a certain way, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm like gripping my my uh, you know my throat and and mm-hmm. uh, and not singing like freely and also not naturally, um, and so a lot of it is just. It's almost like like talking, or just the the way that you are, like like letting yeah. letting the singing be you, not yeah. not what you think it's supposed to be. Um, so,
1: and I that, that self consciousness, really, yeah. isn't it? Letting go of that self conscious processing and getting into the moment of creativity, and that's what I love. That's where I love to create from. Where you end up in that kind of, uh, for me, it's kind of like a meditative space where. where time doesn't matter, where it doesn't matter where you've been doing it for half an hour or four hours, where you're, you can switch off those voices, which say you're doing it wrong and you just find that flow. And that is what creative flow is. It's just, it's being in that place where you take off those self-expectations and that self-consciousness, and you can just be.
0: A hundred percent. And, you know, I think that goes back to what you were saying before about taking the time to make sure that you are, uh, you know, taking that bath, that clears your head or, or mm-hmm. doing that yoga each week. Um, and uh, like taking away all the things that get in the way and, and letting yourself just feel in the moment and, and really enjoy it because, you know, creativity is not this, this forced thing. It's, um, you know, it really should be this manifestation of, of your, your mind mm-hmm. at and and just ready to to kind of because yeah. i think it.
1: otherwise it comes across i think otherwise like with your singing where you can hear that kind of stiffness in somebody's voice when they're trying too hard it's the same with creativity you have to allow it to kind of become itself through you um and i think when you've got a creative business as well you that's the really pleasurable p- pleasurable part is in that creating um and it's I think you've got to find that joy in it otherwise the business part of it is just it's kind of there's no point in that you've got to take it back to that root and that um that you know smoldering love of creativity
0: right absolutely and it's it's not that there isn't the work to do as well but it's mm. just if you're not loving what you're doing and and really enjoying that creativity like you just said then mm. Why are you doing this?
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, because I think there are easier ways of making money, but exactly, um, exactly, yeah, music, we do it because we're yeah passionate about the art, and um that that yeah that brings the joy to the business side of it as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, Helen, we've got one more question for you. Um, so, as a natural mentor, uh, you also nurture creative businesses. What are five steps that every new business should make sure to do?
1: Oh, the the big question, isn't it? How How to make it a business and how to make it work? Well, I think I'm a big planner. So as much as I've just said, you know, find yourself the space to create freely. When it comes to running a business, you need to plan in a week where you can cover all the bases. So you need to have time to create. You need to have time for product development, marketing, social media, accounts. And until I learned to put all of those things into my week, you end up just kicking the can down the road and going, I'll do my accounts next month. So I'll do them whenever. You need to be able to cover everything that you need for the business to operate. And within that, I think, is looking at the bigger picture, looking what your dreams are, where you want to be in five, 10 years time, three years time, two years time, one year time, and then breaking it down into months by month so that you've got this plan and you know that you're going to achieve your um, kind of regular goals as well as aiming high all the time and then coming back to what we were just talking about before you know do it passionately or not at all um it it's about running your business creatively as as well as being creative and i think actually that's uh where the excitement of running a business comes for me is 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 being um, one person running a business, I can pivot, I can change. You can run with an idea that's positive and um, try new things. And within that is working out what it is you are as uh, as a business, who you are as a business as a business owner, what's your purpose. And when you've worked out that ethos, you're then able to communicate better about what you do, because that's what you have to do. And if you're going to run your business online as well, you need to tell people, tell the world. You need to share, create community networks, and Tell people why why you do what you do, why they should appreciate what you do. And, and that for me is on my social media. It's showing the step-by-step parts of what I do and what influences me, who inspires me. Um, because you need to carry people with you if you're going to have customers. And then finally, I was thinking about this idea of business. And obviously tied up in that is the making of money. But I think when you're selling art, people... The money is kind of an aside. People fall in love with what you do. They fall in love with a piece of work and you have to honor that. And I think we need to communicate about why we love creating what we do and how we make it. Um, And so within that, there is is about being authentic, being soulful. And it's a transaction of love. And so sharing that, sharing that with people and with the world. And that's a real sense of purpose in that. And I just got one quote that I scribbled down, which sits above my desk and it says, be a little more you and a lot less them. And there's always this kind of pull to try and be what everybody else is being. But at the end of the day, we have to be ourselves, both creatively and in business and to be authentic with that.
0: Uh, I think that's beautiful. Uh, Everyone, be a little more you and a lot less them. And then also... Don't forget that art is a transaction of love. I think Mm. that is beautiful, Helen. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Helen, this has been such an amazing conversation. Let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there. Um, What is a call to action that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Well, I would really love it if you could come find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and on Facebook. as Helen Hallows Studio. And I really appreciate the tribe of, like-minded souls that I connect to through, um, social media. Um, if you would like to sign up for my mailer, you can do that at www.helenhallows.com. I send out a monthly mailer with news from the studio. Uh, use, there's a little video in there. Um, and when you sign up, you also get a little, um, free lesson called five steps to creativity, which I'd love to share with you. And whilst you're there, I'd like to offer you 10% off across my website. And for that, you're going to need code SUPER21. Um, So yeah, I'd love to meet you online. Please come and say hello. um, And thank you for listening.
0: To all of you business artists out there, Helen has been here with us today sharing her amazing perspective. Uh, You can find this and all of our past podcasts on our website at superfine.world. To connect with Helen, like she just mentioned, you can follow her on Instagram at Helen Hallows Studio. That's Helen underscore Hallows with an A underscore studio and visit www.helenhallows.com. As always, remember that we are Superfine Art Fair on Instagram and we always appreciate you sharing uh, the artist business plan whenever you are uh, listening to it, whether that is on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And as always, I'd also like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. And that quote is, artists are just children who refuse to put down their crayons, which ties back nicely to what we first started talking about. Um, And that is Al Hirschfeld. Uh, Helen, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And for that, we are so grateful.
1: Thank you, James. Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day and remember to stay on top of your artist business plan. Get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say. So follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world.